2: Oh, hello. Oh my gosh, that was a weird intro. <laughs> How are we going? Oh my gosh. It feels like forever, but actually hasn't been forever. And my voice is very croaky. And I know it's very croaky, and I'm just gonna continue with this intro because that is a okay. Hi guys, or welcome back to another episode of That gym Girl podcast. My name is Angel, I am your host, and don't worry, my voice isn't croaky for this entire episode. I am joined by a really exciting and upcoming fitness coach who is based in Melbourne. She's been coaching for about, oh gosh, I think she started like a few months ago or not even that long ago. It was definitely in 2022 and she has been killing the game and her advice on how to find your why in this episode is so powerful and so practical. Y'all are going to love it. Okay. Also, today's my day off. I actually get a Monday off. What the heck? That is so exciting. Oh my gosh. Can y'all hear the, the dogs barking in the background? That's my cue to intro this up. Also, please make sure to like us and follow us on Instagram, at Podcast or at Angel All The Smiles. All of the socials are in the links below. I have started online fitness coaching, so if y'all are interested in that, please slide into my DMs and uh, hit me up. I'll, I'll let you know what, what's doing. Okay. Until next time, I will now leave you alone. Welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl Podcast. Today, I have with me an incredible guest. Her name is Rani Curry, and she's from Evolution Coaching. Rani, how are we going? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited for this episode. Rani and I were just chatting so much before the app began, and I was like, shit, we better start the app before she comes out with these like great quotes, and I don't record them, Um. Sometimes I introduce the person who I'm interviewing and sometimes we just deep dive into a question straight away and I felt like deep diving with you because the theme of today's episode is why and I feel like there's all this shit on Instagram where it's like find your why find your purpose why do you do this sometimes I look at those and go I have no idea so that's when we ask you because uh, I'm a bit of a hypocrite so off the bat Rani what gets you out of bed every day? What is your why?
3: So it's so cliche. Like it is my goal. I feel like this is what a lot of people start out with. Whether your goal is purely aesthetics, whether your goal is to better your, you know, physical health, your mental health, whatever your goal is, you know, there's. I spoke about this on my story the other day, talking about discipline. There is days where I do not want to get up. I don't want to leave the bed. I don't want to do anything. But knowing that each day I'm working towards that end goal, which for me is competing and obviously, like, I want to I want to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some people, that could literally just be, like, getting out of bed is, you know, maybe that's their why and getting to the gym. Um, but if I don't hold myself accountable, which no one cares, like, no one gives a shit whether I get out of bed, whether I train, you know, no one actually cares. At the end of the day, you only have yourself. So if I can't even get myself out of bed, how the fuck do I expect my clients to do that? When they're like, oh having an off day I'm like babe let's just get it done like how can I need to I need to lead by example for those who can't
2: yeah I love that so I guess I see in that statement two wise I kind of see the practical which is your um, goal to compete and then also the perception you want for your clients and wanting to be a leader in the space and wanting to better yourself and also show them that that's how they do it and I love that there's those two so are you um prepping at the moment
3: no, so I'm not in prep yet. So my coach and I, our goal is that I'll compete season A next year, which means I would start prep in roughly November. It gives me about twenty-ish weeks. Yes. Um, I've got two weeks left of a cut currently. Uh, we'll see where I'm see where I'm at, and then after that, we'll build. And whether you know we cut we cut off that build in November and start to prep for season A, or we leave it and prep for season B.
2: Wow! And yeah. you've competed before.
3: No, this is my first time. Yeah, so um, it's funny with the whole why thing as well. I feel like people's whys can constantly change. They don't just need to be, you know, like competing. Two years ago, that was not my goal. I wasn't even in the gym yet. I was so nervous, so anxious, and my why was like, oh, I want to lose weight. Like, for females, I'm not, you know, saying every female is like this, but I have found with clients as well, losing weight and, like, toning is generally the like their goal I don't know if that's the same for you yeah yeah so like you know my why back then was to lose a bit of excess weight and now my why is my why now is literally to to prove to myself that I can step on stage I can go those 20-ish weeks hardcore and then step on that stage
2: Mm.
3: and see how I go against other people who have done the exact same thing they have the exact same goals and what's going to differ you know me between them is maybe I haven't I get out of bed every day, or, you know, I do those, the extra cardio that I'm supposed to do, or whatever, but your why doesn't need to get to that stage at the beginning, because it wasn't at the start for me.
2: Yeah, I love that so much. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense, and I guess your why, it changes with your experience, and Mm -hmm. whether it is gym related or not gym related, um it can change and it's allowed to change. That's the thing. Mm. Your your why is allowed to change with what you know. Uh, Something that I wanted to say to you that related to that is um, Kayla last week, she said it's something like it's how hard you make it. Yeah. So you make it as hard as you're willing to go through. And also another one that I thought would be relate to you is um, what would a winner do? So getting out of bed in the morning, like, what would the winner of the competition do or what would the best version of Rani do?
3: Well, I was about to say that. It actually is funny. Like, I've been on and off through therapy for, like, a couple of years um, until I found a, like, therapist and a hypnotherapist that I'm obsessed with. I love him. I recommend him, honestly, to all my clients. I should get commissioned at this point. (laughs) My friend and I, like, refer him out left, front and center. (laughs) Affiliate. But not until did I, like, see him and, like, work on my mindset and my mental health was that was, did I realise, like, I need to? in a perfect world, right? And I can ask you the same question. Who is the higher version of Angel? Who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Like, start acting like her. Like, if she makes ten figures, if she runs a successful business, if she has close-knit friends, if she has the best mental health, if she has a good relationship with food, how the fuck does she show up? Because however she shows up, you need to start implementing now. And it wasn't until, like, that di- That shit didn't happen overnight. I didn't just go, ah. Oh, Let's do that. There's still days, I guarantee you, the most successful people, there's still days where they don't want to do it. But what got them there is because they did it. They figured out who they want to be, who they want to be like, who they are, and
2: start acting like that. Yeah. I I resonate with that so much, and that's actually funny because a part of that is why I started That Gym Girl and why it's called That Gym Girl because it doesn't matter what shape, size, whether you're wearing Kmart leggings or you're wearing fucking crop shop body leggings – you can show up as that gym girl to any mm-hmm. gym. And mm-hmm. it's literally a mindset that you switch on, that you choosing to become this elevated version of yourself and to better mm-hmm. your mind, body, soul, whatever it is you're doing in the yeah. gym. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Um, I want to lead this back into your personal life and kind mm-hmm. of go back to your early years and understand how you've become this incredible coach and human that you are and who you are perceived online as. So has health and fitness always been a major part of your life?
3: Yeah, so pretty much my whole family is very active, Um, always been active as a child. I played multiple sports growing up. Um, And then I guess as I progressed into high school and, you know, you talked about career paths and whatnot, I always knew I wasn't going to uni. I knew that wasn't, it's not not an option for me. I just knew that it wasn't a path that I wanted to go down. Um, But I always wanted to be a professional athlete. Put and I thought maybe that was running. Went through my running phase, um, and then it became netball as I got older. And it got to the point where I was playing five times a week, so it started getting pretty serious. But towards you know the end of year twelve, when I was going to graduate, I realized that as much as I wanted it to, I wanted to be that. I was like nipple, like sport is so competitive, um, and I was like, I just, I don't even know what I want to do with my life. So I was like, how how the fuck am I supposed to, you know, become this professional athlete when? I'm not even doing as much as I could be doing as well.
2: Yeah.
3: I honestly didn't see myself becoming an athlete for netball, right? So I kind of stopped that. Um, and then as I guess I started to, to get into year 12, I dropped back to non-scored. Um, and the the coordinator of like VCA was like, you need to get a job in a field you're interested in. PE in high school was the only subject that I liked. Probably should have looked at that maybe <laughs> and been like, oh, what can this lead to? I didn't um and I thought you know this is so cliche and girls don't come for me for saying this I think everyone has thought this thought at some stage hairdressing or I thought beauty might have been like the easy route yeah
2: we've
3: all I think we've all thought it it's not as easy as it, it may seem it's not can confirm it's not um so I started working at a hair salon uh once a week until I graduated. And then I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I actually think I could, you know, do this for a a career. I didn't know what I was going to do after high school. I don't think many people do. Um, And then I got offered an apprenticeship. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, cool. Like, I think I'll take it. And my parents were very much, like, love my parents. But they're old-fashioned in the sense apprenticeships don't come around often. You should take it while you can. You get qualified and you're going to have that qualification for the rest of your life. Yeah. So I love them and I... I don't regret doing it at all because if I didn't do that job, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't be where I am because I wouldn't have experienced it. Yeah. Um, and I'm very much a big believer of everything happens for a reason, like have a tattoo on my arm, like fully believe in it. Um, so like that, there was a reason that I did do that. Um, and then, sorry, I'm really dragging this out.
2: No, but, go, I'm listening. I'm so in awe of you right now. Please drag. Um,
3: but then once I left high school, I also had to move out of home for my job. Um, The job was in Melbourne, and originally I'm not from Melbourne. So I'm from regional Victoria, so the commute was about an hour and a half, um, one way. So totals, three-hour trip, it's a lot.
2: Absolutely not. And
3: hairdressing hours are quite long. Um, Yeah. So then I guess I stopped netball in high school and moved to Melbourne to start my hairdressing apprenticeship, and I was like, fuck, exercise. What do I do with it? Where do I start? Like I was like, oh, I thought about joining a netball team. Um, and my jo- oh, my, jo- my knees are not great. Anyone who's played netball probably
2: have you. Have you played? I've played. I played in school, and then I played one team with a club, and I broke my wrist. So oh, dude, first, we're done
3: with we're
2: done with netball. Mm.
3: How were your knees
2: and ankles? Uh, they did not enjoy the pivoting or the the jumping. Like you just jumped, and then you have to stop. And I was like, <laughs> I'm what? I would think I was like 15, and I felt like a 55 year old man.
3: And as you, as you learn, it doesn't get better with age. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know, the knees already, um, the fact that nipples typically on a sad day, that was a busy day at the salon. So I was kind of like, well, fuck, I think nipples honestly out the picture. Um, so I thought, what can I do? I'd done, you know, I'd done the old Les Mill classes back in my hometown. I, I did body pump. I did spin. <laughs> they were my like gym things. Um, so I didn't know where to start. So I thought, you know, there's F45 with this body fit. F45, I I don't know. I was never really a fan of it. So I decided to join body fit. Yeah. Um, The waist classes, I was obsessed. Obsessed with waist. I've never touched a weight before in my life besides body pump. I don't really like classifying that as weights. Um, but once I got into body fit, I started really enjoying that. And then I started to, I guess this is a different topic, but unravel kind of my bad eating habits that I've developed. Okay. The more I consumed, right? I very much used exercise as a punishment. So for me, when I was doing weights classes, obviously, like calorie deficit is your input is less than your output, right? So I, basically, I was in a surplus. I didn't, I didn't know any of this shit back then. But basically, I was consuming more. I thought burning it off that I would still lose weight. All that was happening is I was gaining muscle like that. So I like looked to my my own. When I looked at myself, I was like, "Oh, you're like you're, you're bulking. Like you look you look big. Your muscles growing." And then I was very much put off weights for a little bit because I was like, "Oh, what's the weights that made me look like that?" So then I stopped body fit for a while and we went to lockdown. Um, and I avoided actually avoided the weights classes and started doing more kick classes. God, ru- silly Ronnie, <laughs> silly Ronnie, silly man, re- silly <laughs> Um, and then I guess lockdown happened and I was still miserable. I was barely exercising. Um, and then I found my first PT and I saw her face to face, for I want to say maybe f- three to four times a week for a, a good year. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And she helped me with a lot of like my form um, and gave me like basic nutritional you know advice. And then I started, then I was like, she was the one that planted the idea in my head of, I was like, Oh, I love what she does. And like, I was really enjoying exercise and I was like, Oh, like, I don't know, this could be like a cool job, like, you know, coaching people, like, just correcting their form, like, I don't know, I feel like it's cool. So I was like, you know, I'll study it and I'll also learn things for myself as well. And what I do with this job, whether I go into PT or I don't, I just want to study it. Um, So then once I started studying, then I started to understand calorie surplus and the deficit through Instagram as well, through social media. Social media is a great educational tool, depending on who you follow, um, because obviously there's false information and shit out there. Um, but basically body fit was the first point of weights, then my PT helped me a lot with that. And then I got into the gym, well, I want to say April, May, maybe May last year. So it's only been like a year or so since I've actually fully been in the gym. Um, but I've changed like a lot since getting into the gym. Um, but yeah, basically to answer the question, a very long, there was a long circle, but basically, yeah, it has, I would say it has always been a big part of my life. I've always been. My whole family is quite active.
2: Yeah. And in terms of the gym, what was the biggest challenge you faced? Was it the eating?
3: Honestly, like for for a while, have you ever heard the saying, um, you can't read the label when you're in the glass jar? No. Yeah. So like when you, it's like a toxic relationship kind of thing. Like okay. you're in it and someone around, everyone around you is going, this guy's so toxic or this girl's so toxic, whatever. You can't see it because you're in it but everyone ah. outside can see it. I
2: understand it. Okay, I understand. Does that
3: make sense? Yeah. So you can't read that label because you're in it.
2: Yeah.
3: You need to take a step back and assess. Does that make sense? That
2: makes so much sense.
3: Yeah. So, like, eating, honestly, was probably the hardest part the entire time, but I I guess, A, didn't want to acknowledge it, and B, maybe wasn't ready to acknowledge it. So for a while, it was a lot of anxiety. I couldn't go to the gym by myself. I'd always go with one friend. Um but I made sure ever since the get go, I never went in the female section because I knew some some deep down level of me knew if I went in there, I would stay in there. And like I wouldn't be able to come back out into the main section. Not the male section that like some people call it, I hate that. The main section. It's not for men <laughs> all of us. But I used to get like I knew if I went in there, I would get really anxious coming out and stuff.
2: That makes sense. And that mm, makes a mm. lot of sense. So then when did – because you only started in the gym. What did you say? April yeah. last year? I went through
3: really like April last year. So I'm trying to – like
2: I'm trying to do the math in my head. So when did you become yeah. a coach? So you know what's funny? So I had done my Cert 3,
3: finished my Cert 3, oh, like June or something last year. Like I got it done pretty quick, which meant that I could write programs and do a bit of online coaching. The Cert 4 is only for one-on-ones and face-to-faces. That dragged out because of my previous job. I long, I was managing an F forty five for a bit, so I was working full time. So I really struggled to juggle working full time, and then um, trying to finish my set four. So, so I would say I was on. I was doing like a couple of like eight week like kickstart like challenge things. I guess you could call it um, on and off. Let me let me find it.
2: Okay, I'm it's gonna. I'll, I'll talk while she's finding. Rani is currently finding when she became a coach. So, for those who don't know, Rani runs Evolution Coaching down in Melbourne. Um, do you do online coaching, girl? Yeah, I do, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. So, you can hit up Rani, even if you don't live in Melbourne, if you live in fucking the UK, and be one of her clients. So, there you go. Was that enough intermission and waffling? That
3: was, that was. Yeah. So, okay, so the first thing I ever did was October challenge was October so I was already qualified for my cert 3 in like June last year
2: yeah
3: first one was like October I only did two I want to say the second one was in January and then my cert 4 was so annoying have you done you, sorry you, you've done it yeah it's, it's so tedious it's just it's not even like necessarily hard it's just time consuming and it drains my existence it took
2: me so fucking long to do it and i had covid and i was like right this is my moment Mm. so i did it when i had covid
3: i wish i was you i just i just (laughs) i just procrastinated i really procrastinated um but in terms of like doing one-on-one so i was online coaching i want to say around hmm, when did i start back up it was when i left my old job which was only like honestly like two months ago so my surf yeah yeah okay. so take so face-to-face coaching like one-on-one with evolution coaching because evolution coaching has actually been its own entity for like literally since last year but I was waiting to A, I didn't know what I was going to do with it I actually so I was going to move to Gold Coast similarly enough um yeah vibes mm. um and I was waiting for my surfboard to kick in because it was just waiting on getting marked and you would know assessors have more I'm not just I'm not just their only student, right? They have a bunch of other, pardon me, a bunch of other people. So it wasn't until, if I look at the dates, it literally, I didn't leave until like the start of June. I didn't leave my old job until the start of June and that's when my certificate came in because I was waiting for that. Um, So face-to-face PT has only started, I want to say the start of June. So it's only been like literally two months doing face-to-face clients out of Derriman, the gym that I work at. And my online coaching has been running for maybe nine-ish weeks.
2: And has it been a so obviously, yeah, sorry, sorry, has it been slow or Has it been quite fast in terms of building?
3: Online's been. Online's busier than face to face. Online was built up quicker. I, but in saying that, the girls that had done a couple of challenges with me previously had jumped back with me. Okay. So I already had people there kind of waiting. I had a wait list as well. Um, the face to face is something that, I don't know if you've experienced this, it's kind of like. It takes a bit longer than online um people are hesitant like some gyms give you leads and stuff deram um i'm sure if i asked for leads to do cold calls they would give it to me i don't really i don't really like the idea of doing cold calls to like chase up leads to get clients i think again i'm very much everything happens for a reason so obviously in terms of advertisement you have social media you have posters you have business cards um stuff like that but I'm very much a big believer if those clients align with me they're going to come to me I'm not running around like a headless chook being stressed like trying to you know do you a PT like I'm not walking around the gym floor like some PTs do and I'm like oh do you need a hand like no absolutely not I find that really unattractive in personal trainers I think if, especially with the work that I do as well I talk a lot about my clients mental health and mindset so if they're ready to seek out me then they'll come to me Yeah. I don't have a problem with them staying. I don't have an issue with keeping clients. It's with them getting themselves in the door. And if I've been thinking about it, I'm not even kidding for months. Some of them haven't exercised since like locked down last year. And they're like, Oh, I've been wanting to do it, but you know, like I've just been demotivated. And that's why they come to you, right? Yeah. Um so it's like it's a slow process getting there, but like Rome wasn't built overnight. And sometimes I need to really remind myself of that. It's literally been two months running, relax. Yeah.
2: To get, I know exactly where I want to go, but to get there, it's not going to happen like that. I it's relate just, so much yeah. to that. Oh my god, patience, patience. Your oh my god, yes. Yeah. So I, for context, for Rani and for listeners, I'm a university student, and I'm an yeah. honest student. So I'm doing a big workload at uni, and I've started my coaching business out of pure passion, and I've started the podcast out of pure passion. So. The podcast doesn't get any money at all. No sponsors. No nothing. Um, And then my coaching business. Sorry, I'm
3: sure it will at some stage, though.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I have no like worries about that because I know my why in terms of the pod. So in terms of the podcast, I all it's the podcast I wish I had. You know, I wish I was listening to people like us who are saying. Look like we struggle with this and we struggled with that eating and we had gym anxiety and I felt right. relatable because when you see you and I online, sometimes it can be really intimidating and
3: it's so funny. It's it's actually so funny because there's people like that oh there's people I see on Instagram and I used to be that girl I'll be so shy and like this is going off topic a little bit, but why don't you laugh to them? You know if it's if it's anxiety for me, my past self, and like I was saying to I was saying to Angel before we started this podcast, I refer to myself as my current self now versus my old self. So my old self, you know, hadn't done any internal work and I'm a full believer of working on on your internal, you know, self and world will change your external world entirely. So it wasn't until I did that work when now people even say to me, like, Wow, oh, how come you know, you're like, you're so confident or you, you go say hi to that girl that I've never met before. Because I'm proving to my old self that I can do that. I couldn't... Two years ago, bitch, I couldn't do that. I would very much look at that girl and just because she's pretty, I would, like, instantly resent her. Instantly, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, she thinks she's too good. Oh, she must be a bitch. Like, Ronnie, have you... Why do you think that? And it becomes down to e- ego, and, you know, me being insecure in myself and maybe she has qualities that I'm jealous of, right? So that is literally me just projecting onto her because it's easier to project than look at that person in the mirror and be like, okay, why did you think those thoughts? You don't know who she is. You don't know anything about her, but instantly I'm like, nah. And I know some people look at me like that and I'm, it's funny because I don't know if you're the same, but people either see me at the gym or see me on social media and i always, always, ever since I was young, I've always gone, oh, I thought you'd be a bitch before I spoke to you because oh of the God. way I look.
2: Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, right. And it's like, but why do you think that? Why would you think someone who's pretty or attractive or whatever is instantly going to be rude?
2: Yeah. And that's right? – Yeah, that's a huge drive for this pod because I want the listeners to realize that you and Kayla and fucking Chloe and all, whoever else has been on the pod are real people and mm. you're not these profiles that has followers. I'm not followers. better than you either. Like
3: literally what makes me better than you. Nothing. Yeah. But I'm literally just a human like you. That's so I, funny. I walk.
2: Yeah. You know? No, literally, I'm facing the same struggles in my business because I'm in this place where I'm still building and the same as you, you're still building. But it's building slowly. And so I look mm. at other PTs and I go I, I internalize their success and yeah detriment to myself mm-hmm. does that make sense So, okay. I yeah
3: oh, 100% I resonate with that so much like especially when i very first started it, like it's still such early days but there's some days where I'm like I feel like I don't know if you've ever heard this before you need to find someone who you look up to or who you idolize and literally just ask them how do they get there how did you get there? Ask them, and do you know what those successful people? More often, they're actually so genuine and so lovely that they will just give you advice for free, or, or if not, you know, they might offer a mentorship or something. Or you're like, "Hey, can I work for you for free so you can help me?" or whatever. Like my coach, um, I'm going to plug him, Michael Garcia Fitness. He's on Instagram. Um, he is an amazing. He's an amazing coach, and I met him through one of my friends, and they're dating actually. So that's oh. how I first met Michael. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And when I started working with him, when I started my business, I used to be really shy. I don't know if you were like this. I used to be very shy and, like, not want to share what I was doing. Like, oh, like, oh, I'm starting a business. Like, uh, like, so shy about it. Now I don't care. Um, but he gives me advice all the time. Like, my client check-ins, love you, Michael, but, like, my client check-ins, majority of it we spend talking about business, which is, like, such a good help because he's like, this didn't work for me. Or I literally asked. Like, you ask me did the first free session help and like I gave you my honest opinion I, I talked to PTs that either I see at the gym I follow on social media whatever and just chatting to people that are in the industry everyone is so genuine and everyone is experiencing the same thing or they've experienced it in the past yeah. so like literally just ask for help but I used to look up to Michael I still look up to him and I'm like fuck like I want to be as successful as he is right now I'm like Ronnie. okay let's just take a step back let's just take a step back how long has he been in the industry How long has he been running his business? And did he wear his absolute ass off to get where he is? Yes. Does it mean that I can't get there? No, absolutely not. I can get there. But it's like, it doesn't happen overnight. You can't expect in eight weeks. Like, chill.
2: But it's so funny because I don't know if you've listened to Gary Vee. He says this, you know, you and I were so great in the gym and we'll, we'll bulk and then you'll prep and then you'll spend 20 fucking weeks on your whole prep and all this shit. But you don't want to spend that on your business. It's so funny, hey. And I love that. I think that's so cool that you've said that. Now, going back into your clients, Mm -hmm. as a coach, Mm -hmm. who are you as a coach? What do you want to offer your clients? Why did you feel the need that you had to be their coach?
3: Okay. So, basically, I feel like my life purpose, again, this has all been, I'm such a big advocate for, like, mental health and therapy and, you know, mindset coaching and whatever you believe in but it wasn't until I kind of figured out like I guess figured out what was going on in my life that I was like that was fucked and I feel like there was probably a better way I could have gone about it or maybe not a, not dragged it out as long as I did that I want to I feel like my purpose is to help people go through what I went through Because so I was like fuck like there's things in, in each experience you're gonna learn something right there's a lesson in everything yeah so it's like I've gone through something that's actually more common than not and people don't freaking talk about it then why can't I help you you know like for example um I'll put a trigger warning like we'll be talking about eating disorders real quick Mm -hmm. um basically I grew up in kind of like a restrictive household in the sense um I wasn't really like I was a very healthy kid only allowed you know like healthy foods there was never sugar no junk food ever so then, when I moved out, because I was so used to being restricted from that, because it was not in the house, when I moved out, I w- I just, literally just ate whatever, like chocolate, all the stuff that I w- didn't have in the house. When I moved out, that's all I consumed, right? Um, and then it started to affect my mental health. And I thought maybe I was like, okay, this like isn't right. Like my, this this eating habit of like consuming so much food to the point where I feel sick. I never like I never vomited or anything, but consuming to the f- point where i felt it was going to explode i was like this is not right like i and i it only i only realized this maybe like earlier in the year that it was actually to numb myself it wasn't to i always knew that it was to stop feeling my emotions because i used to struggle to sit in them but i didn't realize until earlier this year that it actually made me numb and that's why i did it and numbing can be any version like it can be with your eating gym can be literally your numbing. You know. Um, you know to a big extent self-harm is a sense of numbing and like because that's what people can control right um so for me to go through like my eating disorder and like start to heal from it and then realize like it was actually I need more help like it wasn't just my eating it was all my mental health it was my inner child work my trauma like all of this stuff that I was like if I fix that and if I work on that and start to heal from it, it literally everything around you changes um, as well, like like I said, your external world and now my attitude is a lot different. My mindset's a lot different. If you aren't enjoying something, don't do it. If you don't like talking to someone, get rid of them. You know, if you if you feel like every time you have a conversation with someone, you know your energy is getting drained again. Energy is another thing. I'm a, I don't know if you're the same. A big believer in.
2: I um, I'm a big believer in it. I haven't yeah. had a lot of experience my with my therapist around that type of concept. Yeah. But seeing it on social media, I absolutely resonate with it.
3: Yeah, so, like, energy and, like, having a genuine connection is, like, it's flowy. Like, it's back and forth, just what we're doing. But when it's, like, one-sided, either you're, like, giving and it's just, like, a brick wall and they're not receiving it, or you're giving and they're just absorbing all of it. So, regardless, you're left with none. But because we're flowing, we both still have it. Does that make sense? That
2: makes so much sense. I really like that.
3: Yeah, so if someone in your life is not, you know, flowing with you get rid of them. Okay. If you're in a job you don't like, get rid of them. There is no, there is like, you can change anything you want. Essentially, if you're not happy in something, change it. I understand there's like, you know, other reasons why you'd stay in something like financial stress, but there is literally no change where you're not uncomfortable. Like, and you can be, I'm sure you're the same, literally running your own business from the ground up and being a uni student bro, that's hard, mm. but nothing easy, nothing, you know, nothing, What's the word I'm looking for. Nothing is easy, essentially, but it's again, it's only as hard how hard you make it.
2: Yeah, nothing successful came from ease. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, hundred um, percent. So I guess once I, long story short, once I changed my mindset um, and realized like I wanted to help people through coaching, um, I guess at the start it was kind of helping them develop like I guess their form and stuff, and then when I started learning on learning about mental health and like mindset and stuff, then it really changed. And then when I like. guess I started working at the gym I really figured out like the key words that I wanted to use and like which is uplift um and empower especially females I feel like gym can be such a scary place and I really wanted to help them get as comfortable as I am in the gym
2: Mm.
3: like that didn't happen overnight but that also didn't just happen because I got into the gym it also happened and I'm like I said this is why I recommend my therapist left front Because I worked on my internal world. And that just reflected everything else around me. So, obviously, the more you go do something, the better out you're going to get. So, the more you go to gym, the better at it you're going to get. The more times you use the machines, you're going to figure it out. It's like your, you know, mental health and stuff. You can go to the gym a gazillion times a day, whatever, and you could still be miserable. Because you're not dealing with what's actually going on. Which is why I very much talk to my clients about their self-love, mental health mindset obviously i give them my unqualified two cents and opinion and advice yeah. but if i think that i always i'm like i try with all my clients i try and implement journaling because i think that's a big one that really helps um but i'm like you know look i wish I you know if i don't have the answer or i don't think i can try and help them then i refer like straight away i'm like if you're not seeing a therapist i really recommend it um i can try to help you to an extent I'm like, try and like trying i question my clients a lot like you know maybe how come you feel that way like do you think maybe was there something you were doing at that particular time that maybe triggered you or upset you? If so, okay, do you remember what you were doing? Like, literally questioning them, because you can't give them the answer. You can't do the work for them. If they, you know, sometimes the answer is so clear, um, you know, to us as coaches, sometimes it's so clear, it's like, because you don't have self-love, because you have lack of self-worth. You can see it. But I can't say to you, I don't think it's because you don't love yourself. Like, I'm never going to say that. That's so rude. I would never say that. Yeah, They need to come to terms on it and figure it out for themselves at their own pace because that's their journey and not mine.
2: Hmm. I completely, I love that you said that. And I really appreciated when you said the control aspect. So with mental health, obviously there is the biological side of it and there's the whole neurotransmitters out of whack side of it and that's medication, etc. There is yeah. a side of it that is, to an extent controllable but also more self awareness mm. so aware of that inner child work and all of that yeah. type of aspect
3: Self-awareness, I actually think is very hard for people to come about
2: like mm. very hard mm. absolutely and, and I how you
3: feel.
2: I think that obviously I'm not never would say mental health is a choice absolutely never would say that yeah. but it's a journey and part of that journey is controlling what you consume and I love that you said something along the lines of you know who you have in your life and what you consume and that's whether it's on social media whether it's your food whether it's your gym whether it's your friends family relationship spouse you are in control of what you consume and who you keep around you and I really really love that you mentioned that
3: yeah I just think like people like I said it wasn't until to be honest like I I'm quite I've got you know a close knit of friends but my relationship and it's the same as your relationship as you know anyone's relationship it's different with each person that you interact with not one relationship is exactly the same they're yeah. all different and they all give you different things out of it and you give different things to those people right
2: it has to give um, you something as well i love that you said that
3: yes exactly um and it wasn't until my best friend we actually see the, t- the same therapist um she was very much on her we we're both on our own you know trauma healing journeys um i had taken a step back i had stopped from therapy for a bit. I was struggling a lot, so I was just kind of trying to deal by myself a little bit, which was a bit silly. Um, but again, a lesson in that. Um, and it wasn't until she kind of she didn't she quite she distanced herself from me for a little bit, um, and I didn't really understand why. And at the time, I was very much still. I was back in my toxic eating habits, and I was back being a little bit. I wasn't a great friend, but. To, Point blank, I wasn't a great friend, um, and then she opened up to me when she was ready and spoke to me, you know, about things that I had said or done in the past that had upset her, and I felt, obviously, you know, quite upset and horrible that I could have made someone feel that way, you know. So there's there's two ways this conversation could have gone. I could have been like, "Fuck you," um, you know, that's just the way you're viewing it, little toxic mole. I would have never said that. Or it could have been, "I'm literally so sorry I ever made you feel that way. Like, what can I do so that doesn't happen again?" which is the step that I took. And already that in itself, I think that showed me, to myself, and showed her a lot of growth because in the past, like, you know, maybe a year and a half ago, a year ago, I maybe I would have been like, well, fuck, like, see ya, do we're not friends then. Yeah. It's the way you perceive it, right? And it's the way you're going to go about it. So then I think that really showed me, I guess, our our narrative and our connection as friends changed. Um. So then that kind of gave me a look on, like, fuck, okay, well, shit, if I've made her feel that way, how the fuck have I made other people feel? You know? Mm -hmm. So then it made me be very conscious of, A, who I was surrounding myself with, B, the way I was acting and speaking. I think in the past sometimes things would just come out without me thinking about it. Um, And then when I started doing more self-work and healing and everything in between, when you start focusing on yourself, you know exactly who you are and you need to learn sometimes it's better just not to say something. Yeah. Um, and then as well, I also learned from that experience, from us changing our narrative as friends. I was like, I need to learn to protect my energy. Like, because right now I just felt like, especially when I started at the gym, because I was a new. I new PT, you know, I want to be not, I don't, and this also comes back to people pleasing. I wanted to be nice to everyone, be friends with everyone, right? So, you know, energy out to literally everyone, having chats with literally everyone. Who, who Anyone who would come up to me and talk to me. I could be sitting there for half an hour having an in-depth conversation. At the end of the day, by the time it gets to my training, by the time I come home, I'm exhausted, right? And I'm like, okay, I need to assess who and what is making me feel this way. Are there people in my life right now that are consuming my energy and the friendship is actually one-sided, where they just come to me for things and I don't get anything out of it? Yeah, okay, if there is, like, literally, just distance yourself. Mm. Or, you know if you want to give them the opportunity to explain why then do that like you don't need to be like just cut them out block them you don't need to do that if they ask you how come you're being distant you can literally give them an answer and it's the way they perceive it whether they're going to get upset or not because it's not personal it's literally not it's nothing to do with you specifically it's just the way the friendship is it's the connection it's just not working and that's not me. That's not saying I don't like you as a person. I do like you as a person. But, you know, the connection just doesn't
2: flow anymore. Yeah, I completely... Okay. I, I agree with that so much. And I actually want to relate that to social media. Because I mm. feel like... I'll tell you a funny story. So, I love unfollowing people. It's my favorite <laughs> pastime. Like, if I see that your content doesn't make me feel good. Or serve me or give me good, like, vibes. I'll just unfollow. Like, say RV, Get over it. Um, and I followed this individual. And... Their stuff like it just wasn't making me feel confused. Yeah, oh, I was God. so confused. I was like, and then I just, I was so blunt. I just said, Look, I'm just working on my stuff right now. I, I'm just not, um, like something about I'm just not appreciating your content. It's nothing to do with you as a person, it's just not for me right now. Say, so, like, say, love mm. It was so interesting, like, it's so
3: personal. like, so personally.
2: Yeah, so I want to reiterate to people listening. You can totally unfollow and choose who you see on social media, who you consume in your life, and what type of energy, as Rani said, you receive in your life. You're in control and you get to choose that. And another point I wanted to make is I love that your friend called you out. I fucking love that.
3: A hundred percent. I literally say to her, like, I it, at the start, like, it made me feel so upset. Like, it's still obviously talking about it, like, it's fine. But at the time, I was like, I just feel so horrible, like... I actually felt like a horrible person and now if there's anything that either one of us says to each other that like has made us upset, we call each other other out straight away. Yeah. Like I didn't appreciate that comment and you know, more often than not, neither of us have meant it, but again, it's the way we perceive it. So at the start, I think we were very much like, oh, like, sorry, I said that. And now we like, again, you figure out kind of, now I think we're both finding ourselves. I think everyone's, you know, trying to, no one fucking knows who they are. Like you're always constantly learning. Um, and now we're very much like. Sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, like I didn't mean it that way." And she's like, "No, I did I know you didn't mean it that way." So it's still like just clarifying that we're on the same page. Um, but if someone if someone says something to you that you don't like, fucking call them out on it. Like literally call them out on their shit because then I guarantee you they're gonna like, oh oh like they're not gonna know what to say. Yeah. And some people don't like confrontation, which you know I get it. It can be uncomfortable, but also like. What is more uncomfortable is someone saying something that actually upsets you, and you biting your tongue, and them thinking it's okay, and they keep doing it, and you keep feeling shit.
2: Yeah, call them out. Yeah, growth is uncomfortable. Like Appreciate it. Yeah, self development and growth is so uncomfortable, and I think I even sometimes still, um, I succumb to this. You know, I have, my, I live with my dad, and he, him, and I have a very good relationship, and he'll call me out on my shit. And sometimes yeah. you just want to get on the defense, and sometimes you just yes. are like no no i didn't act like that and i know um i think it was two months ago my dad called me out on some shit and i just broke down i was like fuck i know i fucking know like yeah i understand where you're coming from
3: like takes a lot of self-growth and like self-discovery because i used to be exact same defensive straight away whereas now i'm just like to be honest my self-awareness is pretty good like people might see it like people might see me like if they don't call me out on my shit Straight away, then like literally, like two seconds later, or, like the next day, I'm like, I just feel shit because this and this and this is going on. It's so like you're self aware, but sometimes it's a bit easier if people call you out on it because then you have to face it straight away. You yeah. can't beat around the bush.
2: Yeah. No, I love that so much. And is that why you called it Evolution Coaching? Because you're evolving. Funny.
3: Yeah. Yes. So the name, um, my parents actually helped me with it in lockdown. Um, I always knew that I was like, I always knew I was like, I want to help people, right? And I want to help them get through what I've experienced, but I didn't know how to put that into a word. So I was, like, looking at words, and I was, like, fuck, like, I don't know. Like, I saw Evolve. Evolve really stuck with me. That grabbed me straight away. Evolve was already taken. Like, Evolve Apparel, like, that was taken. And I was, like, okay, like, what about Evolution, though? Like, Evolution sounds pretty cool. And then I was, like, and I don't want to say PT. I never wanted to have my name in my business either. I didn't rate that. I Like, a lot of people do have it. A lot of successful bodybuilders and stuff have that. But eventually the goal was to have a gym. Okay. I don't want to run his gym. Boring. No. Fuck. <laughs> don't know what I would call it. But, like, anyway, I was like, Ev- Evolve stood out to me. And then I was like, Evolution, like, that, sound- that sounds cool, right? And then I was like, what, what would I do? Like, I wouldn't just be a personal trainer because eventually I want to do nutrition. So I was like, oh, well, you know, it would be coaching. So like Evolution Coaching. Evolution Coaching was taken. Evolution Coaching official was not. So the officials mm-hmm. in the end but everyone just says evolution coaching like whatever Um, but basically yeah that's where the name stemmed from because everyone's constantly evolving if you're not happy with where you're at now make change
2: yeah
3: and it's funny because it's like my subconscious almost knew where I was going to go with this business last year and I feel like the name only just now has really like really felt like it fits well like it's going the way I want it to go whereas back then I had no idea that I'd be doing this you know so it's funny it's almost like my subconscious, or the universe, or whatever, was like, "This is the name," and then everything else is going to come to fill that. I Does that just, make sense?
2: Yeah, I fucking love the name. I think it's really powerful, and I think I it, like it. Yeah, I think it shows your journey, and I think that that is powerful in itself. Um, yeah. yeah, I really, I really like that. And fuck, I'd go to Evolution Gym. That sounds sick. wasn't um, sound cool. So cool. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah
2: so. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it is so fucking cool. Um, with with your clients, so you're a very successful coach. I mean, you've only started recently, but you're already killing it. At least from what I can see on socials. So I'm sure that you've had a few clients come in, and I'm sure there's been a bit of a trend. What is a challenge that you see continuously pops up with clients that you go, fuck? I wish more people would just know about this and then we can chat about it. And something where you've gone, is it gym anxiety? Is it motivation? Is it discipline? Is there something that resonates?
3: To be honest, like, I feel like all of them are, like, a big a big challenge. I feel like consistency and probably gym anxiety is probably the worst. Um, also, just shit trends. Like, oh. you, you can't to really lose weight. Like, no. Um, I also feel like gym, anxi- gym anxiety is, like, probably the most... Uh, that's what I'm looking for, a common one. Um, in the sense that I'm like, you know, they have actually, a few of my clients have actually been members at the gym that I work at. Um, and they've literally just, every time they come in, they just go on the treadmill of the stairmaster. Obviously, I didn't know this until they were my clients, until they told me. But I said, okay, is that because, straight away, I'm like, is that because you don't have a plan? Because if you come in, I guarantee you, if you come into the gym with a plan or a program and you know where shit is, you're going to do it. Yeah. It's the fact of coming in and you don't know what to do. And, you know, they might just fluff around on some machines and, you know, maybe they'll do some legs, maybe they'll do some arms. Whereas if you have a split and if you can dedicate, like, you know, anywhere between two to five days or two to four days whatever, then you can designate, you know, two full body days or body uh, each day to a different body part, right, like, you know, back and buys, whatever whatever. Um, then you can be consistent and then you won't be as anxious because you have a plan right and you know if I they have access to their programs and basically you know most of the time they want to do like a session that they struggle the most with so typically it's like legs or maybe it's upper you know um, but then they see the equipment that I use and they know where things are because I get it for them or they see me do it right so then when they come in on their own they're not as anxious because A they've done it before they know their form's right because I'll call them out on it I'm there to fucking teach you I'm not there to yeah go girl like yeah I'm there to hype you up but also, I'm not. I'm there to like educate you, right? Um, so that kind of helps the anxiety a bit. Females, I f- have found, I pretty much. Own, I'm not exclusively a female coach, but majority of all my clients are females. Pretty much, um, they struggle with going into the main section. I feel like my gym is heavily dominated. I would say by men, depending on the hour of the day. At nine times, pretty much all men. Um, i feel like sometimes i even get a bit like overwhelmed because there's so many people in there so i you know i literally say that to them i'm like it's okay because i sometimes feel like that anxiety is okay it's fine to feel like that um but more often than not it's because maybe that there's there's men or there's people that they don't know or they're like anxious and it's funny especially when they feel like people are watching them it's my favorite thing ever i'm like literally so what you're doing take a look around literally look around the gym do a full 360 is anyone looking at us no one ever is because no one cares. Everyone's there to work on themselves just like we are. I'm here to help you. You're here to work on yourself. They're here to work on themselves. Why do they care what we're doing?
2: Yeah. No, they literally. And also a very shallow point to make to add on that. Everyone's just fucking self-absorbed in the gym a little uh, bit. So they're all just kind of looking okay. at their own fucking biceps or their own yep. self in the mirror or the weight that they're doing trying to go heavier. So, yeah, that's what I realized. Yeah, but
3: I, but I was the same, you know. Like, I was very much – I used to – you know, like, rush through my I would look around, I used to rush through my sets, like, got in, got to get in, got to get out. Now, mate, I'll take like 10 minutes between sets, so that's dramatic. I'll take, you know, up to five minutes between sets, depending on how gassed I am. Um, but like, just chill, relax, like, there's no rush, there's no hurry. Um, but do anxiety is probably the biggest one. Tracking as well, people feel like they need to track their food straight away. Absolutely not. I steer clients away from it at the start. We're not tracking, sorry, no. I feel like tracking and, like, meal plans can actually be quite restrictive. Um, I feel like for me in the past as well, like, unless you're on a prep, unless you're literally going into prep we you have a specific end date of an end goal, like, I have a photo shoot in two weeks, which is why this cart has only got two more weeks left. I'm on a meal plan, and I, I honestly prefer it because I feel like that's all I can have, right? Um, that's because I've got an end goal and a date. I think for Gen Pop, you do not need a meal plan. Fucking enjoy the food you want to eat, man. Like, live your life. Train. Like, at the start, it's all about being consistent in training. You need to prove to me that you can train however many days you've designated, whatever, three to four, whatever. Do that week in, week out for a good couple of months before we even touch food. Like, no. Because if you go from doing nothing to, you know, anywhere between two to four days at gym, that's already going to be a lot. And then if you want to chuck nutrition on top of that, nutrition is, like, the hardest part. If you want to chuck that on top of it, Girl, you're going to last like a month max. Hate to break
2: it to you, but it's facts. Yeah. You're not going to last long at all. No, I. you don't see that a lot in coaching. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I haven't seen... Yeah. I've had a few coaches and they've put me straight onto tracking. I even had one coach who, um, (laughs) lol. I was on my period and I was fucking craving. I always crave chocolate on my period. And look, I have been the same way, like, for the whole year this year. I've just been chilling. I train a lot. Yeah. So I've been vibing, and I remember she said to me, well, you get your period every month, so you better, like, you can't succumb to your cravings. That was my face. Ronnie's doing the face right now. (laughs) I'm doing the face too. If I want to eat chocolate on my period, and it's not that fucking dark lynch shit, like, I get it. That's more healthy. That's fine. If you've got an end goal, eat the dark 70% and keep to your macros. That's so fine. But for me intuitively eating... And I'm not here to lose, like, X amount of weight by X amount of time. Like, if I want to have a block of Kit Kat, like... Good. I'm going to do it. I'm not... Like, I don't eat the whole block. If I to have, like, four or five rows, yeah, I'll have um, it. <laughs> I just think,
3: like... I think people nowadays... I think social media can help with this either. Is, like, they want instant gratification. And, like, honestly, that's what social media is. That's what putting out a post is. You're getting instant likes. You're getting instant comments, whatever. But I just think, like... People
2: expect the results to be instant too. Yeah, and can I it's make not. a comment because I know you're you're competing very, um, next year. People who are Gen Pop, so general population, they follow WBFF pros and they follow people who are competing. And they, oh, think, they want the body and stuff. They want the results. Yeah, like this. they do. And I think they forget that these women or men are competing for a show, and mm-hmm. that the body that they have is one day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm and yep. but that's and what they're doing and it's a full-time yep. gig it's not really? a it's like a full-time thing it's so if you try and put that on somebody body body. yeah it's
3: so different to just going to the gym
2: yeah yeah so i think that we've got a like and it's no hate on the wbff pros or anything like that like no, they're not. fucking killing it and the way that they're able to be that disciplined is insane mm. but the person who's following that they need to make it realistic for their life
3: yeah and that's the thing as well I think like I think it's different to just you know going into the gym and training like every, look everyone has different goals you know like I said my goal didn't start out to, to compete right um, and then I fell in love with it so much that I decided to become a coach and then you know I fell in love with it so much and I'm like oh you know like my mindset changed and I was like fuck like I just want to do something where I think I like I want to prove to myself that I can actually do it because in the past I've been very I've yo-yoed a lot like, no, whatever lie, like, and other people will be able to relate to this, but I used to yo yo a bunch where I'd be like strict on something for 12 weeks, and then after that, I'd be like, oh, fuck it, like, and then go at the complete opposite end. Yeah. And then I wonder why my results don't last, girl, because you're literally going hardcore for a certain amount of time, which again is why I will not implement nutrition straight away. Absolutely not. Obviously, as PCs, we can give guidance, and I can give you, you know, macro guidance and whatever, but I won't do a meal plan for you. I just won't. I can give you, try and give you meal ideas, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, you need to eat this, you need to eat that. And if you eat off it, no, nah. cardio. Like, I'm n- absolutely not. Like, I'm very much like, you need to just fall in love with the process and fall in love with, you know, exercising. And you can have the overarching goal of a bit of excess weight loss, but we're not jumping into nutrition straight away because I've done that in the past. And I've done enough, I've been with enough coaches, I've been, done enough challenges to know what works and what doesn't. So I've been there myself, so I'm not going to put you in there. And yeah, cool, you might get results in eight weeks, cute. Then you're not going to, I guarantee you, because you've gotten those results that quick, you're like, you expect it. You can go to the other end and eat whatever you want and expect those results to stay. Yeah. No, that's not how it works.
2: So when you're saying, when you have a client who comes to you and says they want to lose weight or they want to have a certain body type, do you think that's a deep enough why to keep them at the gym?
3: Look, I... I honestly think at the start like sure if that's I think aesthetics can be your goal but obviously already like there's whether they want to admit it or not but straight away it's like okay you want to lose weight are you uncomfortable obviously to me they're probably uncomfortable on their own skin probably have lack of confidence um I had one client bless her soul this made me so upset the other day when I was talking about this mindset stuff and I was like honestly like it's easier, I was talking about projecting, and I was like, you know, it's easier to project and look at that person in the mirror and work on her. And she couldn't look at herself in the mirror. And I said, you know, okay, so our, our long-term goal, right, is, you know, excess weight loss. And I said, she wasn't already, she wasn't doing any exercise. So already, the fact that she is increasing her output a fuck ton, already, she's probably going to see changes. Um, and, you know, then working on... That mindset stuff to me, the losing of weight is the fact that, you know, she's uncomfortable in her own skin. The lack of confidence, the lack of maybe self worth, the lack of maybe self love. That's probably why she wants to lose some weight, right? That's the aesthetics. But I said to her, it's not until you actually work on that internal stuff and why you feel that way, the physique will help you a little bit. That's not going to get you the whole way. It doesn't. Like, I've, you know, I have been on the opposite end of why I'm such a big advocate for mental health is because I had this goal weight in mind and I was, oh, once I get there, all my problems are going to be solved, I'm going to be living my best life, blah, blah, blah. I got to that weight. I was so miserable because I was hungry. I was not malnourished, but I was not eating enough at all. Didn't really have any understanding of nutrition back then. Um, and it's like, you have this... I, and I never ask my clients what your goal weight is because I don't care. There should never be a goal weight unless, again, you're competing and you need to hit something. That's different. But if you're just a gym pop client, if you just want to lose a bit of weight, already by coming to gym already change. i don't care if your goal is weight loss but you also need to look at what's going on inside and with all my clients i'm very much like you know chat to them about that and if again i talk to them about it but if i can't help you straight off I refer literally I'm like have you seen a therapist have you ever thought about it yeah if no why not what do you like about it like you know yeah because i think the more people that talk about their mental health and deal with it earlier on honestly the happier you're going to be in the long run
2: Oh, genuinely, it feeds into every part of your life. And I think there was that question earlier I wanted to ask you, but you've already nailed it. I guess when you start working in yourself in the gym physically, that leads to mental and that leads to every yes. other aspect in your life. And it yep. all kind of
3: It's all just like one big circle kind of it all just it all intertwine because I started for physique and then it was mental health. And then I worked a lot on this and this was still going, but like I wasn't as I'm literally not even I'm not that focused on my my physique as I used to be, whereas I used to be so obsessed with like looking at the mirror and like, you know, my scale way, I used to be so obsessed with it. Whereas now, I think back then, if I looked at my, if I had to wear myself every day, that would be quite de- detrimental for my mental health. Whereas now, I have to do it daily for my coach. Again, I have deadlines. I'm competing. I think competing to gym pop is so, so different. Yeah. Um, I think if you're not in the industry, people might not understand kind of what the difference is. But, bodybuilding and gym is like, and it's my career it's my life right so like it's a bit different for me looking at the scale weight now it's just a metric but obviously you know if the scale weight's jumped and it's supposed to be dropping. I'm like I oh, suck but it's like it's all right because it will literally probably drop the next day or the day after that um but it, like I said yeah it wasn't until I did that internal work did everything change my whole mindset on food changed the way I view myself changed the way I speak changed the confidence, the self-love. Like, I couldn't even say I, like, love myself until, like, earlier this year. Yeah. And that makes me so sad to say. And I bet you that there's a lot of my clients or clients that I have or, you know, any girl or any guy, whoever you are, like, do you love yourself? Can you say that? If not, like, why do you feel that way?
2: Mm.
3: You know, it's not... I don't like Yeah, go on. Sorry.
2: Oh, I was just going to link this up. So then what would you say to somebody who is in that kind of place where... Because I look at fitness journeys as like a mountain and you're at the bottom of the mountain and you look up and you're like, fuck, this seems like so much work. You've got like the nutrition side of things, the gym consistency, the sleep habits, the therapy, Mm. inner work, all this shit, it looks like a mountain. What would you Mm. say to that person who finds it all just a little bit daunting?
3: Honestly, just start. Like you don't have to do all of this shit at one time. Like just because I'm talking about bodybuilding and prep, that's not... You don't have to do that. Like, that is not what I started out doing. And I don't think, do not touch nutrition until you're ready. I highly suggest seeking someone for that. Whether, you know, you have a coach already and they can give you some guidance, whether you want to see a nutritionist, whatever you want to do, don't touch that until you're ready. Do not touch it until you feel consistent enough. If you, say, can dedicate, I don't know, three to four days in the gym, until you can dedicate those three to four days, months on end, and feel confident in doing that, then touch nutrition. You do not need to go, like, balls to walls. Yeah. You don't need to do it all at once. Um, as well, like, in the past, I've done a couple of eight-week challenges. It was very much like to kickstart, you know, your health and fitness. It's not just – that's not, you know, once your eight weeks is done, that's not it, right? It's just to kickstart and get you into gear I don't run them anymore, and I don't think I will ever run them anymore. Um, again, sorry, I just think as well you – and now when I implement with my clients – Just the training first. I'm not. Yeah, we can talk about nutrition. Whether I choose to implement that or not is up to me. And if I think you're ready, but you need to show me that you can be consistent and you can remain consistent for a couple of months. So, I feel like to anyone listening who is scared of getting into gym, just go, just start, just try. Yeah. If you're so unsure, maybe go with a friend who's been. If you need to get a PT, I'm sure any gym, most PTs, they have, you know, first session free. If you need to just stick with a PT, you know, for a couple of months to get your confidence up, then try and do it by yourself. Maybe you get a. I I suggest getting a plan off that PT or off a coach or something. So then you have something to do when you've stopped sessions with them. Start with the small things, work your way up. You don't need to go from zero to 100 because you're going to get overwhelmed and you're not going to be consistent And you're going to be over it because you're like, it's all too hard. Yeah. It's not too hard. Again, it comes back to what you said before. It's as hard as you make it. So make it easy on yourself. Do something you can actually commit to.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. And I I love that. I want to end with that point that you need to make this journey and this whole fucking fitness thing in quotations Realistic and sustainable for your life and where you're at now, not for the Instagram girl that you see online and not for the PT that you see in the gym, but for you and what you can do. So, relating this back to you, Ronnie, what is coming up for evolution and for your business and for you right now?
3: Um, I would say honestly, like the short-term thing is just getting to my photo shoot. Like it's only two weeks away. Um that's just gonna be for my website um, and then eventually like I'll have an online booking system and stuff it's more just like back end business stuff just trying to build it I'm sure you're the same trying to build it up um, but I guess keep growing my business um, keep kicking goals in the gym I don't know I just keep doing what I'm doing like I don't need to I don't think I really have anything that's like you know, drastic to change because I'm happy with where I'm going and if things need to change then I guarantee you something will happen in my life and they will change Yeah. Um, but yeah everything happens for a reason and you are where you are because that's where you're supposed
2: to be. Yeah. You're compounding. You're doing 1% at a time. And it's, I love that. I love that. And you're so right. Even on social media, we get this instant dopamine and this instant hit where Mm -hmm. we just want everything now. And you heard it here, Rani's building her business and she's doing her, her starting to go into her prep and everything like that. And it's compounding. It's small efforts Uh and they will build into the bigger picture. Now, one thing I want to ask you, um, I know you like journaling. I'm sure you're big on gratitude. So, I want to know your thing of the week, your highlight, something you want to brag about, something you're proud of, something you're excited for, just your favorite thing of the week. It can be, literally be so superficial or so deep. Hmm. I can go first. So, so, yeah,
3: actually, you go first.
2: You go first. Okay. So, mine always vary. Like, sometimes it's so fucking superficial. Like, one time I said my Ugg boots because it was so cold, but I won't say that today. So today I'm um, I'm actually after this podcast um, doing some boxing. Um, I yeah I just went onto marketplace. I bought some like pads, the boxing pads, and I'm boxing with my girlfriend who is coming out of a heartbreak. And she and I are just gonna box, and we're gonna just chat and have coffee, and yep. it's gonna be such a vibe. So I'm just excited for that quality time with her. Um, so that's my favorite thing of the week. And back to you. Hmm,
3: I feel like. Ooh, probably, like, a tr- it's not... Well, it hasn't happened yet, but trying to organise... Again, it's more like a friendship thing. Making time for people who are important in my life and, like, making sure I fit them in, even though I'm... Everyone has busy life. I'm busy, they're busy, but I want to make it work because spending that time with people, I'm sure you're the same, away from work and outside of the gym and actually just catching up with them and seeing how they're going on a, like, I guess, intimate level rather than just like, hey, I'm busy, but you're busy too, but, you know... Yeah, um, I, feel, I feel like just making time for people that are important. Um, but a, a superficial one is I just got a Dyson. She's back there.
2: Ah, we, uh, oh, so it's yeah. not it's not a um, Dyson. Is it? A hair, it's not hair curler. It's the vacuum. No,
3: oh my God, it's a vacuum. Sorry, clarify. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, because I had a crappy one from Kmart, and I have carpets in our in our bedrooms, and um, oh, it just does not suck up. And it drives me, insane. And I have a little sausage dog as well. She sheds a little bit. So it's just driving me nuts. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just buy one. So that's my, that's my win
2: for the week. It's my brag. It's a fucking and bitches.
3: me vacuuming my house. I'm going to post it. Maybe I should post it. You
2: should post it. I will hype you the fuck up. I promise. <laughs> um, so guys who are listening, thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to just hit Rani up on all the socials. If you're thinking about getting a coach, I would totally recommend Rani um I think she's just so great and has such a holistic approach to fitness and a real pro- approach to fitness so uh thank you so much for coming on it's been such a fucking pleasure of mine it was so fun I feel
3: like we could honestly chat for freaking hours
2: I was literally thinking that I was like we need to do a part two because I feel like we should okay in a, in a few months maybe i like I'm coming down to Melbourne in September so <sighs> maybe we'll do a part two what do
3: you
2: I'm coming for a girl's trip stop
3: Sorry. have you booked everything
2: Uh, Only the flights and Airbnb. It's only for a few days, but we'll make it work. Still, I'm so excited. (laughs) All right. All right, guys. Thanks for listening.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus,